Now entering Nerdist.com. Episode 200 of the podcast. Listen, I got to get this out of the way immediately because I I wanted to just say that I have been thinking about this ever since uh, I did uh, a show with Rhea Butcher. I can't say enough good things about their show that's coming out. That's a CISO show, Cameron and uh, and Rhea's show. Uh, So check that out. I will give you updates on when that actually comes out. I I recur on the show and I just love those gals and uh, can't say enough good things about them. Their uh, episodes of my podcast are two of my faves. um, uh, and uh, and I was doing this different show with Rhea, and she and I kind of got into a conversation about you know sort of gender specific um, terms, and uh, and I just went off on the fact that I have said hey guys from the pretty much very beginning of the podcast, and that I one hundred percent just have no gender associated with that in my head at all and never have, even though it couldn't be a more gender specific uh, term. And so we really kind of hashed it out. Uh, In no way was she arguing with me, but we were both kind of like, yeah, when do you sort of like, what do you do? Do you do change everything? Do you sort of take back a term? Do you adapt a term to make it work for you? I guess my feeling is at this point, if you don't know that I'm being gender neutral, we are all in a world of hurt. But uh, it made me laugh that she said that she used to say, hey, girls. Uh, So shout out to Rhea and Cameron. Um, So this episode, uh, as you probably figured out from the description, is kind of a special one in a uh, afternoon movie of the week type of way in the 1980s on a very special episode of the JV Club. I have asked you guys uh, to send some voice memos in. Many of you did. And I got some lovely notes uh, from people as well. And I'm going to do a little bit of reading, uh, but mostly I'm just going to play your voice memos. And then uh, at the end of the episode, April Richardson came over and uh, we did a MASH game, which I'm very excited about for a number of reasons. And so uh, that's that. I wanted to start out by reading um, a wonderful, it's a partial list. Amy, you sent me some wonderful, wonderful notes. And um, and I just picked some of them because uh, I, I some of them, frankly, are so flattering to me that this episode already feels super self-indulgent in a way I wasn't planning. And uh, and so I'm trying to cut out some of the ones that make me blush. Uh, but, uh, but I wanted to, to read at least some of the because they're so charming. Amy, thank you so much for sending this in. Um, some comments that you had uh, about your experience with the JV Club. Uh, it makes you feel understood. Um, it makes, you know, I'm going to put it in her words. It makes me feel understood. It makes me laugh. It introduced me to the world of podcasts. It introduced me to Elizabeth Lame and her podcast for the days when the JV Club doesn't release. Uh, shout out to Elizabeth. Next time you do a live podcast, Elizabeth and Vanessa Ragland together would be pure gold. Listen, I could not agree more. I know they've been doing the totally mommy thing and, uh, and I adore those two gals. So, um, I think that's enough of me using the word gals for the day. Uh, it inspired me to, to reread Anne of Green Gables, the entire series. You know that uh, June Diane and, uh, and Jessica St. Clair and I are very proud. There are some episodes that I will never get enough of. Allison Bree, Sarah Watkins, Padgett Brewster, Carla Gallo. Speaking of Carla Gallo, the JV Club taught me that I am not the only one who doesn't know what to do with pet ashes. 
Love that. Last summer, when my precious furry soulmate, my lab pit mix rescue pup was diagnosed with aggressive abdominal cancer, I stayed up with her the night she died all night long. And that night, me and my pup listened to the episodes from when you lost Luca so that we didn't feel so alone. This was very touching. Thank you so much, um, Amy, for that. Uh, the JV Club tee, my favorite t-shirt ever, so soft and cute. And I know you said you got bleach stain on it. So, Amy, I'm going to send you a new t-shirt. I still... Uh, have some t-shirts because I never advertise them ever, ever, but uh, I'm going to send you one. So send me your address so that I can replace and your size and all that so I can replace your t-shirt. Um, it introduced me to the world of Design Sponge and Grace Bonnie. This showed me how I could use creativity for design, which brings me so much joy and has been a, hu- a huge asset to my teaching career. Uh, and Amy is a badass teacher. Uh, I just thought there were so many great references to fa- uh, favorite episodes there and um, and s- just kind kind words. Amy, thank you so much. Uh, again, send me your address for your t-shirt. Guys, if any of you want a t-shirt, um, I do still have some and uh, you can just PayPal me. If you're in the contiguous United States, I think it's like 20 bucks um and i'll you know that that includes shipping and you can just paypal me at uh i think it's j.varney at sf sketchfest j.varney at sf sketchfest uh okay so i'm really glad i got a shameless plug for t-shirts in there and um now i'm going to uh let courtney and steven and kendra share their thoughts hey janet Happy 200th episode. I am so excited to share a memory. Um, During the Kathleen Rose Perkins episode, specifically the re-release because the timing was perfect, um, during the episode, you guys had discussed how important friendships were, especially in your 30s, and how just having girlfriends is such a big deal. And um, I was going through a period of my life where I had some, but I was on the outs with my very best friend from high school. And it wasn't that day or even that month, but it definitely pushed me to reconnect with her. And I just couldn't be more grateful for that push and everything that the podcast does, even if it's sometimes light and a distraction and sometimes really important, like getting me to reconnect with my best friend. Love what you do, Janet. Thank you so much for it. Happy 200th. So way back with your chat with Sarah Silverman, she was talking about how poorly we actually use the separation of church and state and it just gave me a flashback to fifth fourth grade when i stopped saying the pledge of allegiance because it said under god and that felt alienating to me considering not everyone is christian and it just felt nice to have someone else really share my opinion on something like that it's not something you hear a lot of hey janet my fellow janitors my name is steve my favorite memory of the jv club came with episode 40 with vanessa raglan But it was before the interview started. Janet, you dedicated the episode to me while I was dealing with some health issues, and I actually listened to that while I was in the hospital recovering from another emergency surgery. It really helped because it reminded me I wasn't alone, and I think that's why we all love this podcast and keep coming back to it, because we hear these stories, we identify with them, and we always feel like we're not alone. Uh, Kendra, by the way, guys, uh, was of tremendous help to me uh, when I did the Joko cruise. And um, it didn't really turn out like you can't really hear it because the mics didn't pick it up. But uh, she was really doing a wonderful job of harmonizing uh, with me when um, when I was singing uh, very impromptu the theme to the podcast. Uh, And speaking of the Joko cruise, I also wanted to give a shout out to Holly, who I met and spent some time with on that cruise. I cannot say enough good things about that cruise, by the way. Seriously, seriously. And I had never been on a cruise before. 
Now I know that I will only go on Joko cruises, but what a blast. And uh, and if you want to be uh, a little more informed about who's on it, a bunch of people that I have podcast have uh, done that cruise uh, and including it being run by um, not Jonathan Colton, who I have yet to podcast, but I'm very excited to do so hopefully this summer, even though we live in very different places. Uh, but also Paul and Storm, who... Um, who booked the, the the cruise and uh, administrate a lot of it. And uh, I love their their episode of this podcast. And check out their amazing rendition of Boys of Summer. Um, I just wanted to include a little note uh, from Holly. Uh, she mentioned that um, anything where I'm sort of talking about a mental illness, like with Maria Bamford or Christina Jasberg, uh, have been important. Um and I, I did want to just mention that, you know, that's something that I kind of go back and forth about It is super personal stuff. I remember my, uh, one of my agents was saying he listened to my podcast and he was telling someone else about it in my company. And he was like, yeah, she really goes there. And I thought, yeah, I really do. Uh, it's a weird feeling, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling, um, sharing that kind of stuff on some level, but I just, I'm so much more happy that it's out there, just conversations like that with creative artistic people, because I, I just feel like that's a common thread. And, um, and I would rather people feel like they are not the only ones than um, to not feel that way, even if it means that people think I'm weird and crazy, which I'm not, uh, maybe a little weird. Um, anyway, so she was, uh, she mentions that she, she was volunteering for a ch- church group teaching a bunch of middle schoolers and the topic of depression came up organically after thinking, uh, about how much hearing someone else talk about what they've been through helped me. I decided to sort of bare my soul to them. The next class, the main teacher told me it was that one of the kids grabbed him after class to talk about how he was being, he has been depressed and wanted to talk about it. It was weird how sad and happy I felt about that. You and your guests get credit for giving me the courage to talk about that and help that kid. And he was a really awesome kid too the one that teachers would always rely on to help, yet was still super popular with all his classmates. And then just to um, pick the mood back up, uh, and Holly, that meant so much to me, so thank you for sending that. She did mention, uh, lest we forget that you had a wonderful episode where you talked with an Australian accent for quite a bit in the beginning. And of course, feast the bread. Feast the bread, everybody, and please enjoy this next series of comments from Alex, Casey, Megan, and Kit. Hey guys, I'm just kidding. Uh, congratulations on the 200 episodes, Janet, for the JV Club. Suppose uh, one of the most memorable moments for me was just the episode with uh, Brian and Mike. Uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and of course Legend of Korra were huge influences for me growing up. And it was just great learning about their background and who they were as people. But like the podcast really just humanized them and it was great getting to know them. So thanks again and congratulations. This is Casey and one of the most memorable episodes I can recall is the Lisa Kate David episode. I remember I was in my car driving through horrible traffic up to Sacramento and as I was listening to this episode, I was in such shock and awe to her story as I was in this traffic. It's almost as if this traffic wasn't even there anymore. I was just so absorbed in this amazing woman and how she was able to become sort of an agent to try to get her husband put away considering his pedophilic nature and all that going on. I was just so shocked 
and inspired because not only did she have that going on later, you know, trying to overcome uh, breast cancer as well as still so, so motivated to find that one true love to be with. And it was just so inspiring. I couldn't believe it. And everything around me just didn't matter anymore because after listening to this, I just became so inspired And I think about that episode every once in a while, you know, when I'm down and say, you know what, you know, if she can do it, I can get through anything as well. And that's definitely one of the most memorable episodes that I can recall. I've been thinking about the Paget Brewster episode because it's autumn in New Zealand. and My wife hasn't stopped talking about leaf peeping. She even has a song. I'm leaf peeping. I'm leaf leaf peeping. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, congratulations, JV, on 200 episodes. That's amazing. My favorite episode is the Annie Savage interview. Um, I related to Annie talking about being anxious and having to deal with anxiety all the time. But my favorite story was about her husband being a quiet vomiter and how he threw up in a sick bag on a plane and she didn't even notice. I laughed so hard. I cried. Uh great episode everybody should listen to that one everybody knows that i always like a uh made-up song so uh anytime you want to send me a made-up song please feel free to do so guys uh i want to also just acknowledge another uh a fellow annie savage episode lover um this comes from matt he listed four of his faves uh with his reasons he said um Alison Brie, the gymnastic story was amazing. I heartily concur. Annie Savage, no explanation needed. Hmm, I love Annie Savage. Keegan-Michael Key, that man can riff like no one else, and he's such a fantastic human being. I could not agree more. And Kelly Sue DeConnick, I'm convinced she is wisdom manifest physical. Certainly that is true. I... I mean, I don't know if there's a great way to say this that doesn't sound kind of weird, but if there was like a bathroom book of Kelly Sue DeConnick's uh, Bone Mo, I would read that every chance I got. Um, okay, guys, uh, now I'm going to acquaint you with some wonderful voice memos from Damon, Nick, Tiana, and Alec. I recently went on a deep dive of the podcast. Something that struck home was when you were talking to Malin Ackerman and her having dyslexia and having to read with a ruler to keep the letters making sense. I never tried that technique. I grew up with undiagnosed dyslexia, but I also loved reading as a child and was told that I read so much that in essence I remapped my brain. The fun bit, of course, was dyscalculia. You mix numbers and letters and forget it. And who wants to do math all day for fun? It wasn't until college when I was given an IQ test that I learned I had an actual problem and was not just bad at algebra or dumb. I still have trouble spelling, thank goodness for spell checker and calculators. Hey, this is Nick, dedicated janitor. And if we are reminiscing about past JV Club episodes, we've got to mention the Grey Delisle episode, or I suppose now Grey Griffin. Not only is it a great episode, but the impression Grey does of her grandmother is always hilarious. And in this episode, we actually get to hear Grey on the spot call her grandmother on the phone and we get to hear her grandmother's actual voice, the voice she's, she imitates so often. And I shit you not, during the call, Gray's grandmother actually tells Gray that her husband needs to get a job and support her. Oh, it's so amazing. Yeah, if you're talking great episodes, that episode is made of win. Keep up the great work, Janet. 
My favorite episode was episode 22 with Kula Filaisak, where she told her story about her relationship with her parents and the childhood hardships she experienced. I was so moved by her story and really related to her struggles. I realized that, like Kula, I had the strength and perseverance to get through my own hardships and achieve so much in my life. This was such an inspiring story and is my favorite out of all 200 episodes. Hi, this is Alec.、Uh, episode 22 with Kulab dropped at a time in my life when I really needed it. Her bit about hustle and drive reminded me of my grandmother, who was always striving towards something,、uh, whether it was working with kids at the children's library, getting her BA in her 50s, going to classes at the Y through into her 80s, or、um, even making sure that there were enough chocolate chip cookies on hand. I didn't have any kind of horrible situation where I wasn't able to tell my grandmother that I loved her before she died, but actually sitting down and thinking about what it was that made her so special was something that I wish I could have done earlier. Listening to that last part of the episode, it crystallized that idea for me. You shouldn't be afraid of telling someone why they mean so much to you, or even feel afraid of admitting it to yourself. Thanks. Oh, I love the emotional episodes. Okay, we are up for our last round of listener comments, and then we will get into the MASH game. And、uh, these are comments from Ryan and Liz and PJ, Elad, and Shmoo. And then we'll just get right into MASH. And、uh, thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed hearing、uh, your thoughts and the thoughts of your fellow janitors. Happy 200th. Okay, hope this works.、Um, so, I started、uh, listening to the podcast very much by accident.、Um, I was a big Legend of Korra fan and happened to find that Janet Varney was doing a podcast. So, I decided I'd start listening to it. And、uh, within like, the very first episode, I started nodding my head, like, yeah, yeah, that, I remember going through that. I remember that. So, it just kind of kept going and going and going until the December podcast、uh, when you guys started. Talking about Democrats and Republicans, and the, and the primaries were still very much,、uh, no one knew what was going to happen. And I probably, I think, for the first time ever, actually wrote into a podcast to, to give my point of view on Republicans being one and kind of standing up for the moderate Republicans that、uh, I am and kind of standing up for believing in. Liberal social issues, but more conservative governmental issues and、uh, the different candidates that were out there. So, yeah, I mean, I came because of Cora, but I stayed because of Janet Varney. Hey guys, or Janet, most, mostly Janet. This is Liz from Virginia, and the moment that meant the most to me、um, was from an early episode with Maria Bamford, episode 18. And Janet, you're talking about your depersonalization disorder and how your dad reacted and how you'd wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and th- this is the part that always makes me cry. I mean, I'll cry just thinking about it.、Um, <clears throat> and how you'd say, he'd say to you, Isn't the human brain marvelous? And aren't you lucky to be so creative and so bright and so sensitive? This is the cloud. The rest of it's the silver lining. That was my cat, Rudy.、Um, and I just, what a loving way to respond to something that's so scary and so horrifying. And 
I'm pregnant right now and I, I just hope that my child, um, when he, when my child is struggling, that I'll be able to react in such a loving and supportive way. Um, and in a way that makes them feel like even though something bad is happening, that it's because of something else that's really good. So thank you so much, Janet. And thank you for the JV club. Hey guys, you know, you followed the JV club for a long time when while apartment hunting, Don Enley's Boys of Summer comes on the radio, and the first thing you think of is, as soon as I'm settled, I should totally invite Janet Barney over for some tea. Well, Janet, whenever you're in my neighborhood, which sort of looks like a Pink Floyd album cover, you're welcome for some tea. And maybe a mash game. And yes, I'm the one who always corrects your French. Love, PJ. Hey, Janet, and congratulations for 200 wonderful episodes. I just wanted to let you know, and I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say this, how much we the fans and listeners appreciate how personal and connected you are with your fans. As I'm sure you know, often when you listen to a podcast regularly, you start getting a feeling of familiarity with the host. And the way you keep yourself close and accessible to your fans really goes a long way to make it feel mutual. I also thought that for the 200th episode, it would be fun to turn the tables and have you play a round of MASH. So without further ado, if you could travel through time and space, to any place or any time you wished. What are three times and places, be it historical or future events, that you would like to be able to witness firsthand? You are of course protected from any harm and can take as active a part in those events as you wish. Thanks again for making one of the most unique, nostalgic, thought-provoking and fun podcasts out there. Here's to at least 200 more, your fan and friend in Israel, Elad. Hey Janet, congrats on 200 episodes, this is Shmoo. I first started listening at Paget Brewster's episode, and then I went back and listened to earlier episodes, and April Richardson's episode just made me feel so good about my own life, because I live what I call a fan life. I'm 28 now, and I still have the things that I did in high school, and I go to shows alone, and it was just great to hear her talk about the same thing. Um, with everyone I know getting married and having kids, she made me feel okay about the life I live, and not to mention that she's hilarious and is now one of my favorite people. Um, and also, thank you for introducing me inducing me to the world of comedy that I was completely unaware of and it's just it's made my life it's changed my life it's made it so much better so thank you here I go this is uh this is very exciting this is um listen I don't want to say it's monumental because that is <laughs> extraordinarily pompous for a podcast. I'll take it I'll take it but uh guys this is April Richardson uh sitting across from me as she has once before but what I realized as I was getting the 200th episode ready was that um People do very often ask me to play a MASH game, and I have not uh, heretofore done it on my podcast. I think I've done it on a couple of other podcasts, like they've asked me one or two MASH questions, but they're not necessarily podcasts that, that you guys would know. Um, and then uh, and so, and so then I, as I was thinking, I was like, God, who would I want to have do that with me? And I was like, oh, Ape, that's really a yes. very simple answer. And then I started thinking, and I was like, hold up. I don't think that I was doing MASH when she did my podcast. She's one of the very, very, very first people so yeah we, we didn't kill get to do two it. birds with one mash stone here I'm, this is like slumber party style i I'm know so excited i know this. um so thank you so much for doing this with me of course and uh and i will say that um you certainly i constantly get little notes from people who are like oh one of the things i love about your podcast is that that that's where i was introduced to you, you april and that they love your podcast thank and you. they think you're amazing and i'm blushing um, there's one specific uh thing that i i think i'll maybe we'll have either played right before this or i'll play right after after, which is someone's voice recording um they 
specifically picked your episode and said that they 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 are like listen i live a fan life i love the stuff i love i go see shows by myself i that's my thing like i that's what i love doing and knowing that april is living that kind of life too makes me feel like oh yeah i am cool this is cool oh my god that's so that's like the highest compliment anyone could pay me yeah 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 so um so that uh that just seems this all feels like it's a a total no-brainer and um and then to top everything off I've taken some uh, listener questions for MASH. So we're, we're going to play an all-listener-generated MASH game. Okay. We'll both answer the questions. Um, we can take turns reading the questions. I will tell you guys, uh, I have in no way prepared answers for these. I barely looked at them at all. Uh, because I didn't want to front load any kind of like, oh, I have yeah. the benefit of having known. So I have these all planned. So my answers may totally suck. Um, and certainly April doesn't know what these categories are. Yeah, I've never are. seen them. So um, so we're going to get into it and we can kind of dive into uh, the, the why of, of some of our answers too. Um, so let's see. Do you want to start? Okay, yeah. Okay, um, so this is, that, that'll be the first Okay, question. Christian asks... Three TV shows you get to live in. Okay. This is a good one for so you. So we have Andy. to write them down on these things? Yeah. So you're going to take mine and I'm going to take yours. But okay. you're going to tell me what. Tell me what. Do, what What would yours be? This is tough. I know. This is real tough. Okay. Three TV shows you get to live in. Mr. Show. Oh, great. <laughs> great. God. Way to pull out the big guns. Um, I, I feel like I should say Say by the Bell. As obviously on a rare i mean it's my favorite show of all time yeah. whether or not i want to live in it is questionable uh-huh. <laughs> i mean i guess if i get to date zach morris then yes yeah there you go and this is tough. absolutely fabulous oh these are great i definitely would want to hang out with those ladies these are great god what great answers i'm screwed no you're not um all right listen i gotta go 90s era twin peaks first season yeah um not necessarily because if I like go back and watch the show now, I may be looking with a more critical eye. But like at that point in so my cool. life, it looks so good. Mm. Everyone's so attractive totally. in a very old school movie star way. It was before HD, guys. Just yeah. have to say, as a person on <laughs> so camera, it's a big deal. Everyone I'm still just trying to look like Audrey like fuzzy. Horn. You do yeah. look like Audrey I'm Horn. Trying. I'm you trying. absolutely do. Um, and that would have been the certainly far and away my answer as a teenager too. For sure. Um, gotta go with Night Court. Yes. Oh my. That's God, my yes. Save by the Bell. I loved Night Court. Uh, gotta go with it i wonder how fast i would sleep with dan fielding <laughs> um i would be like have been on the show like five seconds um and then oh, yeah that third one's tricky because you kind of like roll through the first two because you yeah. think like oh that's cool i have more i have more and, and then, then when you get to the third one you're like know, oh this is the like, last crap. one this is it i hope i feel good about this um there's so many good ones. I know. I got to say my my fourth was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Sure. <laughs> sure it was. I watched the shit out sure of that when I was little. Um, okay. Final one. Final one. Ugh, like part of me wants to say the West Wing, but then I just, I don't know. I you mean, have to wear a lot of navy blue. Yeah. Suits. I love all those characters, but I don't even, even living inside the wonderful political fake world of that still feels super stressful. You have to do to a me. lot of walking and so talking. Stressful. So I'm going to go with. Hmm. 
This is why this is so hard. This is so hard. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Pride and Prejudice. Whoa, really? Yes, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, with um, Colin Firth. It's not. Oh, okay. It's definitely a cliched answer um, uh, in terms of uh, people who have answered that on the podcast, but that's what I got to go with. Got to go with my gut. You're real highbrow. (laughs) Mine No, I would say French. I think Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, it's close. You know what? Ultimately, Pride and Prejudice is just about like, oh, I'm in love with this person who's a jerk, and right. you know, there's a lot of like, just saying that with a lot of big flirting. Words. Basically, yeah, yeah. what it comes down mean to is there's flirting. a lot of mean flirting, and that's what I'm into, and mean that is not highbrow. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So, second uh, question. This is also from Christian. Christian, in lieu of doing a vocal, uh, a voice memo for me, a vocal memo <laughs> for me, uh, uh, came up with several mash questions. So, okay. Uh, the second one is. Three life mysteries you discover. And he says it could be as small as discovering a cure to a disease, which, by the way, that's a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> that's right? Not small. That's not small at all. To what's at the end of the universe. Or, Damn. yeah, or like really small. Like, why did so and so cut their hair in the second season of such and such ah! when they probably shouldn't have? Are I you mean, talking about Felicity? Go. Let's be real. I mean, yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, I could be, it could be seriously, I don't want you to feel any social pressure to cure all diseases i'm gonna tell you a real ass answer right now please number one why do all these goddamn planes keep disappearing all right how is that happening all right i want to know about disappearing planes and how they have become commonplace in our society i love it and why all of us aren't talking about it nonstop. yeah because it's insane i know it seems three of so much that we know and keep track of to then still have like an a entire plane full of, of people that a plane full of people just, i think that's very, blows on it's, it's a big one it's a so big one. that one only because i can't it. believe everyone's not freaking out about it 24 <laughs> hours a day <laughs> um i mean like obviously i've you know curing a cancer like i almost don't want to say curing cancer because that's like such a that's like wishing for more wishes like yeah. everybody knows that's the answer you know what i mean i do i think it is i i agree with you that there are like answers that we skip past because yeah. they are so large and ubiquitous that let's pretend like we don't maybe don't have the power. Yeah. So to, everybody yeah. just know. And also that's more of a like that. I would say solving. I think having the answers to a, to a mystery from life is different than actually being able to change something. Yeah. And maybe we take when we want to take the power away. Christian, I hope you can um, handle this because I love this idea of three life mysteries that we discover could also just be, you know, about the planes, but that doesn't mean that you can change the world because it's very dangerous to be able to change the world. Right. So maybe it's having the information whether or not you can and act then on it. And just sitting on it. Yeah. And then also, this is such a pedestrian answer or anyone with, I would like find knowing who shot JFK. Yeah, great. Let's get it out there. I mean, everybody wants to know that, right? I mean, yeah, I think so. Except for all the people who feel like they've already know. Oh, that's true. That's true. There are a lot of people who do feel like they already know, but I want I concrete don't, I proof. I feel like that. I know. And... I also haven't spent any real legit time trying to figure out who killed JFK. I mean, if I've you consider watching it, but. lots of documentaries uh-huh. as yeah. time, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it as far as my research. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, just several documentaries. Um, and then I don't know what the third thing is. Life mysteries. I mean, I mean, I feel like also every, you got to say something about like the after, like finding out if there's an afterlife or whatever. Yeah. But then that's sort of, I mean, the whole point of faith is that you don't know that. So I don't know. I guess alien stuff. Great. Alien stuff. Because I, I am not, I don't like the idea of aliens. I don't yeah. think they'd be chill. I do think they exist. I uh-huh. already think they exist anyway. And you don't think they would be, 
I don't think they'd be chill. I don't think they'd be trying to hang with us at all, really. Okay. All right. So I guess just I want to find out where they are to avoid them. Okay. That's how I feel about (laughs) avoidance of aliens answer. I love it. Okay. Okay. I will do. Oh, and I'm really remembering now that there are some like amazing highbrow answers out there from uh, from my podcast in the past. It was like amazing ones where, where someone was like, whatever happened to, and then they named some amazing female inventor I'd never heard of. And then I was like, oh no, not only do I not know what happened to them, oh, I don't yeah. even know who you're talking about. And I felt like a real lame, lame oh, wad. Well, I'm sitting here like, what's up with these planes? I know. <laughs> so, whatever. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, mysteries, mysteries. I would like to... Um, Yeah, you know, I would like to know what Joseph Smith's motivation truly was in forming the Mormon Church. It's just had such a huge impact on my childhood and my family and stuff that it would just be, I do want to know. I just don't know. I don't know. He may have, I mean, there's so many great, lovely qualities to that church um, that it's not as cut and dry for me. And so I'm very curious, like, did he believe that he had those visions did he know that he wasn't having those visions but he really knew he had to say that to create this good thing he wanted to create sure or was he just totally full of shit and sure 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 answer that um so that's one uh next one is um listen this is a very simple one and maybe someone knows the answer to this uh it's nothing i've done a lot of research on but it does feel like it's it's when it's going into the category of I, was I crazy when I thought I saw a thing a, like a show that I've never since seen again or other people don't seem to know what it is. Right. Um, it was a Nickelodeon movie that was about it, the aliens thing made me think of it. It was some of the care. It was some of the actors who were on. You can't do that on television, but it was that they, I think they, or one of them got abducted. What? And I remember it scared the shit out You're of me when I was right little. Now. And I think, I can't remember if it was Alistair or Kevin from You Can't Do That on Television. But I, I feel like the premise was they took him, but he woke up and he was inside his own bedroom. And it was one of those things where they made it look like his room so that he would feel okay. But right. really it was they in this crazy spaceship. Uh-huh. Okay. And I just don't know if I dreamt that or if that's a real thing. And if so... So uh, Nickelodeon movie? What was it called? Etc. Yeah. Nickelodeon alien movie. As a as a companion piece to your let's find out where the aliens yeah. are and avoid them. Um, that your blow. I used to watch. They you can't do that on television all the time. So yeah. now I'm like I also want to know. E- what I this think it was is. either Alistair or Kevin or this. None of this happened. and I am crazy. Right. Um, and then the next one would be. Well, what? Okay, life mystery. How about? Yeah, let, let's go with uh, with uh, New Mexico and like the, let's go with let's stuff? go with yeah let's go with it because even yes, if it's totally. not aliens, what, what is, is it? it? Thank you, totally. Yeah, totally. So agree that's with you. we got to knock that out. I feel like between the two of us, we've covered a lot of really good ground. Yes. Um, okay. What's the third question? Okay, Christian also asks three mythical creatures you get to own as a pet. Mm-hmm, I like this. Ooh, I don't like this, Christian. <laughs> I'm not into mythical <laughs> shit. Well, I'm not talking about it doesn't like have to centaurs be like, or whatever. <laughs> it could be like Clifford, the big red dog. It could oh, be like those Goofy. are mythical dudes. So it like I could be, own yeah, Garfield. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, Garfield. Okay, he great. seems chill. Great, great, great. He's I'm not super into chill. cats, but I'll hang with Garfield. He eats lasagna. I'm sure, I'm sure he wouldn't characterize himself as a normal cat. That's great. Okay. Well, then, you know, 
What did what were I okay? Then Snoopy. Yeah, clearly it's got to yeah. be Snoopy and Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. These are great. I'll definitely have Hello Kitty as a pet. These are great. She's thought she's not a Like pals. Let's just deal with the reality. Yeah, I would just of hang so out Anytime with you have a, a slightly more sentient animal. Um, all right, I love everything you just said. Okay. I will go with. Um, this is tough because I know it doesn't hold up and I know I'm kind of creeped out by it. I kind of want to say Falcor the luck. Oh, totally. See, that's what I thought but was the question. The thing that's hard is that I also feel like he's might be terrifying. Sure, and he's <laughs> like, enormous, right? Friendly, scary, scaly you're dog talking, scales from you're never talking about the guy, story. Now story. Yeah. Isn't he enormous? I think, yeah, he's really big. So, so just I think I gotta back off that. Yeah, okay. I gotta back off it. It's okay. too overwhelming. It's not practical. You know what? <laughs> it's not practical. You and I love to hang out. Let me go ahead and pick Woodstock. So Snoopy and Woodstock yes. get to hang out also. Totally. So they'll be pals. So they'll be pals. Yeah, totally. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's see, other myths. You know what? Mythical. I might. Then you need to do a swip swap. I'm going to have to get Garfield out of here. Uh-huh. Bugs Bunny. Okay, great. Done. Bugs Bunny's hilarious. Garfield. Garfield was like, he like, so wouldn't be surprised. He'd be like, eh, figures. Yeah, and Bugs Bunny's going to be wisecracking and stuff. Bugs B. Yeah. Great. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, shoe that does not get dipped from Who Framed Roger Rabbit because that poor little that shoe. The best, that is the best answer I've ever heard. That shoe needs someone to love it and take care of it and curl up with it every night and press my cheek against its sad, teary best face. Answer. Uh The shoe. The shoe that doesn't get dipped. Yeah. Best and answer. And then um, this is like not a fair answer because again this kind of extends past thinking of someone as a pet so it feels like not okay to say so but i'm going to say as my buddy who has a slightly more limited intellect as we understand it uh i have been into game of thrones this last season um uh, i kind of lost interest in it and then suddenly this season seems really great uh and so i'm gonna say hodor as a how you spell i've I've never watched one second r okay because it's very fresh in my mind okay Hodor. I've never Hodor watched it is, at all. Hodor is is your sort of quintessential. There, this this kind of character exists in a lot of stuff. He exists as um, the the like big lovable giant in uh, what is it Ludo or something in um, Labyrinth? Oh, where he's like Ludo. Friend. Okay, okay, it's right. This it's sort that of kind character. Of it's the strong. It's slightly the iron vocabulary yes it's yeah, the iron giant exactly right it's Groot. Got you. it's Groot. oh Got god you. oh god Groot. <gasps> oh you want to change it oh no <laughs> i gotta change hodor to Groot, guys okay. all right but i want baby Groot as he's still growing up and he's dancing in his little uh pot i gotta go Groot. hodor right. i'm so sorry but you know what hodor yeah again it's not like Groot Hodor will get it either, but he'll understand. Hodor's okay with it. Uh, okay, next category is uh, now. This is f- uh, the final one from Christian. Christian, thank you so much for these amazing questions. Uh, three podcasts you'd love to be a frequent guest or guest host of. Number one, JV Club. Yeah, duh. Uh, number two, Never Not Funny. Love it, love it, love it. Number three. The tough. third. The third is a challenge. You guys know that every single friend of mine has a podcast. I know. That's why I'll tell you right now, with with without like I may step out of of the comedy just for that reason and just go into like weird science podcasts. Yeah, but see, I only kind of you know, I gotta say nerdist. 
I got to say, Nerdist, because Hardwick Great. does me the solid of having me on whenever it's a guest I'm into. Like, he had me on nice. when Zach Morris was on, nice. and I was freaking out no brainer he had me on when iggy pop was on yeah, i got to great. hang out with yeah, iggy pop that, then that's like the best answer in the world it makes I'm perfect going sense because i'm waiting sense. for tom hanks to come back yeah yep oh yeah um fantastic fantastic answers uh i will go with uh stuff you should know because any opportunity to hang out with chuck and josh uh would be appreciated um i will go with Yeah, this is hard. I'm thinking about the podcasts I listen to, and like some of them would be really inappropriate for me to be on. <laughs> I was just because all my friends, and I'm like, I want to hang out with my friends. So I know. I'll just say they're podcasts. I gotta go. I'll go. Never not funny too. I can't. Of course, not. how can you not, not hang out with Jimmy Pardo every day? Not. Uh, and then I. Uh, that's that's the only. Yeah, that was the first comedy podcast that I even knew about, and it was the first one I was ever on. So that feels like the right answer. Totally. But I don't. I don't want to make anyone mad by and also i'm sure no one will listen to this who has podcasts or cares but they uh, understand but i will go with um maybe something i haven't ever done but would i mean you know what i gotta go with radio lab those guys are so totally. great and funny and inspiring i think they're doing such great things to educate um not just people our age but like kid friendly kind of science stuff so great cool. great 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 okay uh next category is oh i see jen all right jen asks Three things, and this has been used on the podcast before. Oh, it Not, has. Some of these other ones have too, but uh, but I think this one was like originated with Jen. Okay, it's uh, three things you would redo, either to get right or to experience for the first time again. Ah, oh, Jen. <laughs> All of these are going to be band related, probably. I can tell you the number. This is the most pathetic answer, and I'm going to tell you my number one answer. Right. I have few regrets in my life, truly. And I don't say that. That's like sounds like a weird brag. This is my number one regret. <laughs> and you're going to go, what? I already love it. Okay. When I, before I went to college, I worked at this place called Mindspring in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It was a USP or an ISP in Atlanta. And I couldn't get, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to condense this as much as possible. <laughs> okay. The Beautiful South, right? Yeah. One of my favorite bands in the world. And I was like following on tour and I was going to go see, I'm like friends with them. I know Paul Heaton. I'm calling him. I'm like, hey, and this is again, I'm like 20, 20 or 21 maybe. And uh, I was going to go see them play in New York, but I couldn't get the weekend off. I had to work with this weird schedule that was like Thursday through Tuesday or something. It was weird. So I couldn't get that weekend off work. So they were like, it's cool. Paul's like, I'll put you on the guest list for like Chicago. Come to that show instead. And I'm like, fine. So turns out at that show in New York, not only did Morrissey go to the show, he hung out with them all night long. He stayed in their hotel. Like, they hung out with Morrissey yeah. the entire day and night. Yeah. And Paul was, like, sending me pictures of them hanging out. And I'm like, I, I wish I would have quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I'm like, why yeah, didn't I just yeah. quit my job? Yeah, that's a great one. So that's it's just a thing where it's like I could have seen one of my favorite bands of all time while sitting next to Morrissey and hanging out with him. Yeah. And the Beatles South. Because then when I went to see them in Chicago, only like a week later, they were like, girl, oh. listen to what happened. And I was like, I hate all oh, of you. Yeah, yeah. This is the worst thing yeah. I could possibly hear. Yeah. They had all these pictures of them hanging out with Morrissey all night. Yeah. Um, so that's my number one life regret. No, listen, I've been divorced and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah, my you know life. Regret. It's not like you would change that or make the marriage work. It's right. A, you learn from it. This is the one thing where it's like, 
how did it benefit you not to do that in a way that you can't foresee? It's a simple thing. It doesn't doesn't tempt fate. You could have just done it. I think that's a perfect use of this category because it doesn't risk anything large. The idea of like not getting married or getting married, getting divorced, all that has such a huge impact on who you are now. And this feels like it's a a safer, yeah, exactly. I'd still get married and still get divorced. I think that's a a great use of this category and I encourage you to come up with two uh, equally as good ones, but I don't know how you're going to. I think about that once a week. I think about that once a week about how I didn't quit that that damn job. Uh, um, I don't even three things I would redo. Oh, but or, also but again, that you, you get could experience. experience it again for the first totally, time. Like, totally, oh, I wish I could see that afresh. Like that feeling of I wish I I have that with like books and movies. I think sometimes where I'm like, oh, I wish I could see that again for the first I, time. I always if, speaking of bands. I always when I'm watching bands play or I'm listening to a new record. I really I'm like I feel so bad for the band because they can't listen to themselves. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys can't watch yourselves. Yeah. be awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, it that bums me out. Um, okay, three things I would redo. Um, I ah, this is gonna. I'm trying to not take a long time thinking That's of this. All right. It's a big question. Uh, two more. Because th- for me, it really, I don't have regrets. So it really would be things yeah. I just want to experience again. Yeah. I think I would. Oh, my God. Morrissey's going to be all these answers. That's great. Um, no one needs it to be anything other. Well, I do. <clears throat> this is so hard, you guys. I want to experience everything again all the time. Yeah. So it's so hard to pick one thing, like traveling and everything. You know, I I went, I guess probably, can you experience like entire years again? Yeah, why not? Because after I graduated high, the time I lived in England after high school, I would yeah. relive that in Great. a heartbeat 500 times over. Great. It was just like, you know, a couple of years where I had zero responsibility. I just was hanging out with my friends in England, going to see shows, yeah. didn't have to pay rent. I mean, it was the best time in my entire life without Fantastic. question. So that time. And then I honestly think I would relive the night that I got to do when it was still called Comedy Death Ray mm-hmm. at UCB Theater. Mm-hmm. It was like when I was only a year or two into comedy and I got to do it. I would it, it, That to me was like playing a stadium. I mean, it was the most, yeah. you know, because that's all my yeah, heroes. I mean, absolutely. The fact that Scott and BJ were like, we co-sign on you enough to have you on our show. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm the funniest person of all time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've made it now uh-huh. at UCB where it seems yeah. like a hundred people or even if that. So I would relive the night. Death Ray. That's yeah. Great. The first night I did comedy death Ray for sure. Great, great, great. Fantastic. Um, okay. Fourth, going to see the cure with you the other there night. There it is. Yeah. We had a good time. We had a good time. Um, okay. My first one is the, uh, re- getting to relive the first time experience of going to sleep no more, which again, if I, if you oh, told me, I would me say out. that you would hate that so much. Uh, if I told you, I would say that before I had ever been to sleep no more, I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. That sounds like a thing I will never go to nor like. And I now wish I had the balls. You would, ha- you, I think you'd be miserable. I would have constant you would nightmares. Hate it. It's like your worst nightmare. I wish it wasn't. Short of being Civil War ghosts. Right, right. Uh, but all the furniture is like Civil War, ah, you know, like scary ah, furniture. Oh my um, God. Okay. Uh, I wish I could. Um, I think the I think the first day I went into San Francisco when I was 13, um, that was like a really magical day up to and including wearing the false eyelashes from yes. clockwork orange yes hey street yes and going to see the church at the warfield that <gasps> night that was like a very 
accessible the church, like, like under the Milky Way the moment. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. That was a very defining moment of like I want to live here. This feels yes. this is like where I'm supposed to be and so it was nice to have that kind of that that just like feeling of locking into something where yes. I was like, "Oh, I belong here." That was a really exciting just like very and knowing like I'm going to live here someday. Yeah. I love it. Um and it really stuck in my brain. Uh and also I would be really fun to laugh at myself for wearing that clockwork orange eyelash. Um and then, I would wear that like tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, by the way. I know. I oh, know, listen, I was like, I guess I should <laughs> maybe I need to revisit that in uh Halloween costume form. And then um Oh boy, maybe the first honestly, maybe that first San Diego Comic-Con with that we went to for Cora uh where it was like 5,000 people in one room and people like waiting on the outside and getting a chance to sort of realize what a huge thing the show was and and right. and and being able to hear Mike and Brian really talk with the fans about that. It was just great. It was one of those experiences that I sort of was like so overwhelmed by just the sheer like the noise and the right. it was just cool it was cool um it was the feeling that you, you it, what it reminded me of more than anything is like 80s music videos where mm. um you it's like you know there's like a, a spate of like i'm sure this is still done but it's very like like um Depeche Mode 101 like yes. uh, like videos where you follow the band yes, all the way like on to the stage cra- yes yes and, and i was like that's a feeling i will never know or experience or understand on and any kind of did. real level and then that one time was like the closest i'll probably ever come to that but it was definitely an overwhelming feeling right and i was totally riding on the coattails of this amazing thing that these guys have created they weren't there for me but it was just to be a part of it in some way and see how much people love and cherish that show right. already in, in the first series was um was totally magical that's awesome um, great question great question okay. yes elad three this time travel question three okay. times and places that you would visit at no risk to your safety and you can stay as long or as little as you like you're a fly on the wall or maybe yeah. you are maybe you're interacting with but you're you're definitely safe well okay again i cannot have more predictable answers uh-huh. only because i just saw new order again and finished bernard sumner's autobiography and i it would have to be manchester england in like the late 70s early 80s but man i would go to manchester to go to that sex pistol show at the free trade hall the one where like all those dudes were and the next day they started bands because at that show bernard sumner was there the guys from the buzzcocks morrissey was there it was like the next day joy division was started and the smiths were started and whatever so it's like that's insane all those dudes were friends all those dudes went to school together and they knew each other I fantastic. That is totally where I would go first stop. I mean, I guess the right answer is kill Hitler. Yeah. But that's no, a no. distant second no. to go and hang out in Manchester in the early eighties, late seventies. I love it. Are you really gonna put Kill Hitler in as your second one? I mean, is, can we have that as the cancer thing but, where it's like, of course all yeah, of us would and, kill and Hitler? And also I don't think that this is like you can impact something historically. Oh, it's you're more just like chilling. you get to be yeah, yeah you yeah, get yeah. to see it and witness and be a part of it, but we're not changing the fabric of time. Okay. Well all my again. So I'm going to do those. Great. Then I'm going to go to Athens, Georgia. Great. In the early, late 70s, early 80s. So I can hang out with REM and B-52s that they're forming. Great. And Pylon and Love Track. I'm going to hang out in that scene. Great. Just going to be a guy about Beautiful. town in that scene. Uh-huh. Love it. And then, these are all, I feel so lowbrow. You're giving high, I'm like, oh, I, I would go not- look at these bands. And then I think. Probably I would go to Memphis in the in like 1954 and see Elvis at like a county fair. I would want to be like on the ground floor for Elvis Presley for sure. I think that's fantastic. It's making me think about answers that I would not necessarily have gone to 
um, before and, and they're kind of just popping into my head and I guarantee you they're not particularly meaningful. Uh, because I too, like many guests before me have major, major misgivings about times and places where uh people of color were more mistreated than oh, they are God, now of women course. were more mistreated than of they are course. now uh i think that would i think i'm so hypersensitive that i would be have a hard time looking past that right and i think i'm too fragile to uh be a strong amazing person who could witness something like that right. uh, i think it would just shatter me for till the end of time did you watch lb the lbj movie i haven't on- watched it yet did you like it it's great i he's other another reason i want to find out who he I think LBJ and FDR are two best presidents. And speaking of Joseph Smith, LBJ was kind of the same way where he had to do some bad shit in order to get the good shit done. Yeah. Like, obviously, no president's perfect or whatever. But I was watching it because I've read several books about him. And one thing about the movie is it was a little... The books I've read, he was, like, way tighter with Martin Luther King. Like, they were cool. Mm -hmm. And in the movie, they're kind of at odds a little more. But I was thinking of... Yeah, if you were alive in that time and being somebody who would... Would we be marching? I'd like to think I'd be marching with black people. I'd like to think so, too. You know what I mean? But like the pressures of society and how people would, your family might turn on you or whatever. Yeah. And if you'd be, str- I'd like to think I'd go, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. I'm on the right side of this. I'd like to think that, you know, but I was watching that going, would, would I be that person? Yeah, I hear you. Well, listen, let's go ahead and put me at the, uh, I have a dream speech. Okay. Even though we just, I just said I couldn't handle any of that because that was a high moment in, oh my God, things feel possible and right. there's a voice for this that feels like you know totally incredibly powerful um having said that i also want to go to the making of sense and sensibility emma yes. thompson's film yes <laughs> and hang out with her so that there is uh i know this is i'm not supposed to change history but you would going- like if there was just a quick mention of me in her you guys become uh, best friends yeah i mean just of course listen she just drops it in her journal from that time that was published doesn't have to have anything in it except real quick like when she's like oh on the day where i just couldn't seem to get enough food for some reason i was inexplicably starving all day uh and janet was there to eat uh all the food with me uh, that's all i care about hey um, i'm trying to be friends with all those dudes yeah, who, i look i get it let's fully. get that in there and then I do wish I could, I would like to go to San Francisco in the early 40s to see my grandmother meet my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Um, I, that I think would be kind of amazing. Um, that would be really, really, really great. Uh, great category. A lot. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. Um, let's go to our second to last one. Okay, from Nick. This is coming from this Nick. This is good. This is a conceptual, but um, I glanced at it and I thought, I think you'll be able to uh, come up with something good for this. Wow. All right. Yeah, let me see. This is it's called... A high, it's high concept. The yes, they finally get it question. And it is explained like this. You have the ability to make the world finally get it and appreciate three things that are your unsung heroes. Any album that you listened to and thought, why isn't this everyone's favorite album? Ever go to bat for a movie that no one will give the time of day? How about that podcast recommendation that you know the world would like if they just gave it a listen? Well, you pick three things and people will give it a shot and appreciate it like you do. It's a, here is a parenthetical. My favorite band as a teenager never got airplay and I had all of their album and had all of their albums go out of print. I just couldn't figure out why music that good, that perfect for people my age was left untouched. Oh, this is again, I mean, great. what I could give you 7,000 yeah. answers. I knew this would be a question. good category for you. I'm happy. First of all, I'm wearing her shirt. And I would say it's a woman named Christine Young. Everybody listen up. It's K-R-I-S-T-E-E-N Young. 
I met her because she opened for Morrissey for like 10 years straight. She's unbelievable. Like unbelievable, like modern day Susie Sue plus Kate Bush. And I can't say enough good things about her. And she's definitely a person where I'm like, I am angry that you're not world famous. Yeah. Yeah. Her voice is unbelievable. She plays the piano like she's murdering it. Yeah. And every time I bring a friend to see her, a totally uninitiated friend who's like never heard of her. I'm like, just come see this lady. They leave going like, holy shit. Yeah. I brought Karen with her a couple weeks ago to see her a couple weeks ago. And she, yeah, she was like, oh my God. Yeah. My ex-boyfriend Aaron is like, I'm dumping you for her. Uh-huh. She's incredible. <laughs> like she's incredible. So definitely Christine. Christine. Love it. Um, the, all of, Well, these are going to be recent things because the movie I'm going to take you tomorrow night to see called Sing Street. Great. Everyone. Sing Street. Um, these are all just on the tip of my tongue. I'm giving recent answers, but That's that great. is my new favorite movie. I saw it for the first time a month ago and it's now my favorite movie of all time. Love it. It's perfectly done. Uh, anybody who's ever been into music or needed it to like find your identity or escape a difficult home life or whatever, see this movie immediately. And then, um, uh, I don't know. And I guess this is another recent ish. They're broken up now, but a band called the luck Smiths mm-hmm. from Australia, L U C K luck Smiths, mm-hmm. one word. Um, yeah, my best friend from high school was the music director at our college radio station and those guys were touring and we had to drive them around had to i say it wasn't a chore they're delightful but we had to drive them around and we became best friends with them there's three australian dudes they're amazing and their music is incredible and if you're into anything like bell and sebastian oh, nice. or the house martins or billy bragg or anything like that like you would love the luxmiths and they're another band where i'm like why doesn't everyone know who these people are yeah so those are great yeah those are great now here's where this gets tricky for me and it is it, it is uh to my shame this is to my shame and I don't like admitting this, but oh. I feel like I have on the podcast before, uh, especially growing up, I was very precious. I was one of those precious people about what I loved. Sure, of course. So I liked liking things that no one else knew of about. Course, every teenager and does. And that, that sort of sticks with me in the sense that there are certain things that when I think like, oh, what if the world knew who they were and I couldn't just go see them in a small venue right. or, oh, totally. oh, this hike that if I started talking about it, everyone would go on it because it's great or whatever. So I do have that gross, I don't know if it's an only child thing or what it is, but I have that gross kind of like keep it close to the chest oh, on some too. stuff. Because oh, we're both only children. Because these people were our <sighs> friends. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. They got us through. I mean, when I was listening to The Cure in my bedroom, I'm like, Robert Smith's yeah. my friend. Yeah. You don't get to know who he is. Yeah. Okay, I get good. it. I'm for glad sure. that you understand that. Yeah. So that said, that's tough because there's, there's stuff that like I'm trying to think I'm trying to think if I've had, like, if anything popped into my head where I thought, I know, but then it's not mine anymore. Oh, you want to keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that said, I feel like I can be generous enough with a book I've talked about on the podcast before. It's a children's book by an author named Jane Langton. It's called The Diamond in the Window. I wish everyone, I wish this book was as well known, at least as A Wrinkle in Time, which people do seem to know about, which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, you had to read A Wrinkle in Time for school. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah so, so I wish that, I, I wish The Diamond in the Window were like that. I think it's one of the best. It's like the, with A Wrinkle time it's my favorite um young young person's book and i've talked about it before but it is a book uh in which two rambunctious freckled uh, redhead brother and sister team uh try to solve a mystery of their missing aunt and uncle and uh get taught about what transcendentalism is Whoa, in the process that's a kid's book? 
Yep. Damn. And they do it through a series of uh, dreams that they have and this like magical beds. So it's just an amazing, amazing book. Um, and I feel like like A Wrinkle in Time, it's very much like my, those are my Bibles where sure. I feel like all that I really need to know about humanity and what we're capable of and being a good person are just tucked inside those magical books. Uh, so, so we'll definitely say uh, a diamond in the window or the diamond in the window. Um, next one is, uh, this is a double, this is a double header. Um, I'm just going to say it. I think it's, uh, I think it's, um, a risky thing to say because I feel this way about a lot of people, but from fan, from fandom to friendship, uh, I still don't really know. And it also feels like a mixed compliment. Like you say this and then it's like, it's somehow insulting. Cause I hate when people say, why aren't you in more? You're so great. Like, why don't more people know who you hey, are? And you're like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. That makes me feel really bad. Yeah. Now that said, I don't know why Jimmy Pardo and Paul F. Tompkins aren't the most famous comedians I've in the history of comedy. Co-signed so okay. hard on so this. So let's just get them down. Funniest living people. I mean, it just, yes. it's like, I just don't. So it, yeah. that's going to be one answer. Yeah. So that's that, that's, they are the two most successful beloved comedians comedians in the history of comedy totally. um totally agree with you. and then the last one people finally get it guys you get it um i'm gonna say i mean i don't know if it's a get it or not get it but I'll, i will just say the androgyny of fashion and style yeah i just feel like everyone should be on board for that also love it uh, and the I, reason we're yeah, friends yeah and i don't think i'm not saying like oh my god this is this thing that no one gets uh, for sure i know plenty of people do but i wish everyone was just like everyone was just more nebulous about that on any given day like, i agree fully. some days you look like this some days you look like this and everyone just dug it and that includes by the way guys wearing skirts i i'm okay with it i'm into guys in eyeliner too uh, wake oh, up oh i love a guy best. in eyeliner the best oh straight or gay yes fantastic look fully agree love it love it love it great 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 okay so that just leaves us with our final mash category and this is just the basic traditional mash uh, question but it is mash so i wanted to make sure we got it in there which is uh somebody that you can three um now it could be a real celebrity it could be a character that a celebrity has played so you just want ryan gosling from the notebook right or it could be you know this like is this character a- from a book um three people and it could be like this person i just want to bone right this person i would be like my alternate universe companion or whatever this is gonna get weird because you're like no people i was gonna say i mean <laughs> clearly i'm gonna say like john ham and you're like yo i know i mean yeah. i kind of know him too maybe yeah. i shouldn't say that you can um and this is all in all of time and space yes 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 so it could be a young version of someone too or a 1968 elvis presley 68 elvis great great uh modern love video david bowie <laughs> amazing I love the specificity of this <laughs> so much. Who's number three? Should it be a real person? It shouldn't be a real person. It's up to you. I feel like it shouldn't be a real person. John Hamm. Great. Of course. <laughs> I, I think it's let's put that out there that. for yeah. let's secret that yeah. and put it out there for it to maybe happen listen it's great all right uh okay my first one uh will be because you and i've had this conversation before um i'm not saying like to make anyone comfortable that all of a sudden you and i start sleeping together sure but i do feel that in an alternate universe us just being like wives who spend our yes. lives together would be super fun oh okay well cross out john ham put you <laughs> <laughs> i don't want i don't want you to feel pressured don't no, it's not pressure. All right, listen. 
that increases our chances of getting it because now it's in reverse order. So you might get me and I might get you, but we will not both get each other. So that's good. You know okay. what I'm saying? It like increases the odds because mine is the third and your mine is the first. Yours is the third, mine's first. Right. right. That's just a math thing. This is a math mash thing. Okay. Uh, great. Next one is, oh man, this is tricker. I know. There's lots of famous people I want to bone. <laughs> it's hard to narrow it down to three. Uh, um, I will say, I'm trying to think of like someone that I, oh, I will go with um, Dangerous Liaisons, John Malkovich. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I just remember watching that like on videotape over and over, I think when I was in junior high or something and just being like, I, why, why do I love this bad man so much? Of course. Um, and then, you know what? I will see, I will see your modern love, David Bowie. And I will say, uh, sweet dreams are made of this Annie Lennox. Yes. Because that was just she like, was so hot. I don't know who this person from this other planet is, yes. but I can't take my eyes off her. I agree. Um, Speaking of Andrade, I miss that like really severe look that women had in the eighties. Yeah, like her or like Grace Jones, like Bridget Nielsen. Oh like yeah, that super that so angular, su- severe it was shoulder pad very look. Powerful. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I'm kind. I am sort of hoping the big shoulder pads come back. Yeah, let's bring them back. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll start with uh, you, and then okay. I'll do it, and then we can um, fa- do the factoring in together. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. All right. Now you tell me when to stop. All right. And we just draw, we're just drawing a circle, right? You can do whatever you want. You can figure out whatever means you want to count. Okay, you could do hash marks. Stop. You could do... Stop. Okay. okay. We're going to pause this. We're going to ca- do some calculating. We'll come back. We'll give each other our 100% <laughs> guaranteed 200th episode JV Club MASH Futures. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Are you ready for this action? Yes. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, okay. I will... I'll just, I'm just going to make a story that kind of threads together this stuff. Okay. And by that, I mean, it won't be a story, but I'll just like try to figure out how to, how to present this to you. Okay. Um, number one, uh, I, I love that you have an apartment inside the world of absolutely fabulous. Yes. I think that's going to be super, super fun. Fantastic. And it's something that you can come and tell me about on the JV club. Yes. Which, by the way, we're already making yes. come true. Yes. Uh, I want to congratulate you on making your friend Christine Young wildly, <gasps> fabulously famous. If only everyone make that true. Yeah. Go buy her albums. Uh, I want to congratulate you on getting to redo, get a do-over, and actually be at that concert. Oh my god! And hang out with the beautiful South and Morrissey. You're literally making dreams come true. <laughs> This is legally binding. Uh, This is definitely legally binding. Um, And that just leaves us with your time travel and your companion, uh, both of which happen to be Elvis Presley. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your sweet little Elvis Presley. Everything about this is great. Memphis Elvis, 68 Elvis. I love it. All yours. All the time. All right. Congrats. This couldn't get any better. Well, I want to say congratulations to you because you get to be married to April Richardson. And we live in a house together. No wonder we spend all this time together on the podcast. We totally live in a house together inside of Twin Peaks. Oh, shit. That is rad. So we look really cool. Some crazy shit's going to happen to us, too. Totally. We look really cool. Amazing. Um, 
you have also figured out the origins of Mormonism, so oh, you are able to tell fair. everybody. That scratches a serious itch. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know Joseph Smith's whole motivation. Oh, great. Great, great, great. Um, we do have the Roger Rabbit shoe as a pet. Oh, the shoe! <laughs> Our tiny child! Our tiny child! The we push, shoe! We push around in a little bassinet. We push it around in a pram. Have you seen Dippy? This is oh, an undipped shoe. Oh, that's really good um, news. What is the thing? Oh, oh the recommendation. Um, or the, no, the podcast that you're on all the time is never not funny. Great. Which is the thing Great. that's also Can't happen easy enough. to come true. Can't happen enough. You get to redo and refeel the first Comic-Con oh, as much nice. as you like. I want to take you in the shoe. Yes. That's oh, great. Thank you. That's great. Um, the entire world, it's required reading in schools around the world is Diamond yeah! in the Window. Oh, the world's going to be a better place for it. And you get to see the I Have a Dream speech. Oh, Front row seats to damn. I Have a Dream. Boy, there's some major stuff in there. Man, our lives That's are going to be great. Extremely satisfying. Our lives will be fantastic. Oh, my God. Wow. This, this is, is really great. This is the best. Thank you so much for celebrating my, oh my 200th episode. That was uh, this. I was thinking this is going to be like a particularly short episode, and uh, when it all comes down to it, it's going to be like normal length, and I'm going to re- release a Boys of Summer episode the same week. So this is going to be insane. Um, Abe, thank you so. This much. This is the greatest. I had so much fun. Til Congratulations <laughs> thank on you. 200. Thanks. I love you dearly. You're amazing. Oh, this is so much fun. Uh, I can't believe I played Mash for I know. the first time I'm since really like eighth glad grade. We, we, I'm glad that we write that righted that wrong. Totally. Um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for all your well wishes, and uh, thank As always, the JV Club theme song is "Back Before We Were Brittle" by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.